T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Steve Thompson in. Dennis Matuzak is our producer. Twins win. They beat the White Sox in the first game of that series at Target Field, the final 8-5. to five. We'll circle back around to that a little bit later on. By the way, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs still alive. The Montreal Canadiens beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime. Tampa Bay had a chance to win the Cup. They were up three games to none. Not so fast. Now it's 3-1 Tampa Bay. As that series heads back to Florida uh, for a game five on Wednesday night. NBA Finals get started on Tuesday night. We'll have much more on those stories a little bit later on. Right now we're going to talk space and space flight with Stephen Clark from the website spaceflightnow.com. Stephen, how you been? Fine. How about you? Yeah, good to visit with you. Thanks for staying up late tonight. Uh, we were hoping to have you on a little bit earlier tonight, but we had a long ball game on this 5th of July at Target Field, so we appreciate you joining us. And uh, right now, uh, one of the stories on the site that I wanted to get into, uh, the battle of uh, which billionaire can get to space first. Looks like it'll be Sir Richard Branson getting into space first. Yes, yes. July will be the uh, the month of billionaires flying in space. We have uh, uh, Richard Branson, uh, who's the founder of Virgin Galactic, uh, flying to space potentially as soon as this weekend, Saturday or uh, Sunday morning from New Mexico. And uh, you know he's sort of beating to the punch uh, Jeff Bezos, the world's uh, richest man, who uh, has his own space company, Blue Origin, and he's scheduled to fly into space on July 20th if all goes according to plan. And Bezos had announced his plan to fly in space on the 20th of July a couple of months back, um, and then he's been he's being preempted uh, just last week with an announcement from Richard Branson that, he, that no, he's going to try to go first. Yeah, and and for Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic, this this is a suborbital flight. Uh, they'll go up, they'll technically get into space, and then they'll come back down. Exactly. So, so they they will uh, in the Virgin Galactic's case, they, their approach to the to uh, flying in space is to drop a sort of a rocket plane from the belly of a of a mothership carrier aircraft uh, up at about fifty thousand feet, and then the uh, the spaceship will actually fire its engine and will go up into space. They'll have a few minutes of weightlessness, uh, and then the the aircraft will come back into the atmosphere and uh, land on a runway, and they actually have pilots controlling it during uh, that return portion of the flight. Uh, Blue Origin's uh, rocket is a, 
a bit different. Uh, actually, it's, it's more of what you would consider a rocket and capsule type design that you may have seen uh, with a capsule on top of a rocket. It shoots straight up into space. Again, it's a similar experience in that you have several minutes of uh, weightless, weightlessness. You can see the, the inky black uh, sky, vacuum of space, curvature of the Earth, and then uh, you come back down to Earth under parachute. Um, so yeah, it, it's not going into orbit. It's not like uh, what SpaceX does or what uh, NASA does going to the space station where you uh, orbit the Earth. It just goes straight up just beyond the boundary of space just to say, uh, you know, you've been weightless for a few minutes and you come right back down. Yeah, and, and Stephen, what's your read on this? Are, are, are these literally publicity stunts where it's Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos are saying, you know, look, I, I think this is good that, that they're trying to bring in uh, other wealthy people to shell out money to take these rides going forward? I, I think you can make the argument uh, either way. I think certainly the, the billionaires flying on their own spacecraft and who goes first, I think it's hard to argue against that being a publicity stunt. It's certainly going to be bragging rights for uh, for whichever person goes first. Um, in, in the longer term, you know, the tickets on these vehicles are rumored to be selling in the quarter million to half million dollar range and perhaps even more as prices, uh, you know, as these companies figure out their pricing structures and pricing schemes as they start commercial service. Because let's face it, both these companies are just at the end of their testing phase. Um, in fact, uh, Branson's flight on Virgin Galactic is actually what the company is still calling a test flight. They're still a few months away from starting commercial service uh, at the best case, and uh, Blue Origin is sort of the same situation. So, you know, it, we'll see how these prices shake out, but it's hard to see, you know, unless you have a half million dollars to shell out and, uh, you know, some, uh, or, uh, you know, if, if spaceflight has been a lifelong dream of yours and you're a multimillionaire, then sure, it's a, it's a great thing to do, and I'm sure it's worth the, worth the trip if you have that kind of money. But um, in the long term, it's really hard to see what, the market is for this kind of flight unless the prices either a come down or these companies are just using this as a stepping stone to something bigger yeah and it's fair to say that another billionaire elon musk has has clearly trumped what virgin galactic or or what blue origin have been able to do right now uh elon musk and spacex has a full up uh, space flight company they've sent astronauts for the united states government to the International Space Station. Uh, They've got cargo capsules. They have human-rated capsules that are able to go into orbit, uh, stay in orbit for long periods of time, bring human cargo safely back uh, to a splashdown. Um, And and then they have the the reusable Falcon 9 rocket. They're they're building Starship down in Texas. I mean, this is nice what Branson and Bezos are doing, but uh, that other billionaire, Elon Musk, (laughs) he has a huge head start on these two and these companies. Yeah, it's really a different league, Steve, that Elon is operating in right now. And, uh, you know, one thing we've talked before on your show about uh, the flights to the space station for NASA, and those those are full-up commercial flights, but they're for the government. But coming up, uh, currently targeted for launch on September 15th, is the first all-private SpaceX Crew Dragon flight to low Earth orbit. And it'll be for paying. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a charter flight. Essentially, a, a billionaire is paying the way for three passengers to go as part of a a, a charity a program he's doing for St. Jude St. Jude Hospital. 
and uh, you know that that flight will go into orbit for three days, and those people will those at, you know, commercial private astronauts will spend three days orbiting the Earth, living, working, sleeping, eating on the on the Crew Dragon for three days, and and you know that's a much different experience than going up for a few minutes. Yeah, a- absolutely. Dragon for three days, and and you know that's a much different experience than going up for a few minutes. Yeah. Absolutely. And what's going on down in Texas, and I I think we can segue into that with Starship, is it it wouldn't surprise me that that at some point, and it it looks as though there are plans this year for Starship with uh, Super Heavy, the booster, Mm -hmm. making a flight where they they would actually go on an orbital flight. But the, the way they're going there, it wouldn't surprise me at all if at some point they send Starship on on a flight to the moon and back um, at, at some point in the relatively near future. may not be 2021, but the way they're moving on this particular program and with this particular spacecraft, um, you know, they, they, they have very ambitious goals for this. Yeah, yeah, they they've told NASA that they can fly the Starship and the Super Heavy, launch it to the moon uh by 2024 uh for to land astronauts on the moon that NASA sends up using their their own rocket and their own capsule. Um so that's not that far away really, 3 years uh and the world's biggest rocket uh coming along down in Texas. And uh, yeah, you're right, you know, SpaceX we've seen them do these hop tests up to about 30,000 feet using the Starship vehicle, which is the just the upper part of this giant new rocket that Elon Musk is uh, developing and building at this point in, in Texas. Uh, the last one of those was in early May, and they finally nailed the landing. And, and I think Elon is now full bore, full speed ahead on trying to build the booster to go under that spaceship to be able to put it into space and to put it into orbit. And uh, they just rolled out uh, the first prototype of that super heavy booster, which itself is uh, itself is taller than the space shuttle uh, by itself, and it's just the lower half of the rocket. Rolled right. it out to the test stand in Texas for some testing over the next few weeks, and then if that goes well, the next one they build will be the one that they're going to launch or attempt to launch into orbit. You know, by the end of the year, perhaps even sooner than that, if Elon has his way and, and everything goes perfectly. Yeah, and, and Stephen, to follow up on that, in, in some way, shape, or form. This could really overshadow what NASA is doing with their gigantic, super expensive space launch system uh, down at Kennedy Space Center, where where you're based. Because if he's able to get this gigantic contraption into the air and ultimately orbit and have uh, Starship return safely into the Pacific near Hawaii, I mean that's that, that's a pretty big leap. Uh, for for a brand new rocket and 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 brand new spacecraft, it's a big deal. It is, and and just for uh, comparison's sake, uh, the space launch system, which NASA has been developing since uh, 2011, and uses some recycled space shuttle parts, it's about 320 feet tall, can put about 77 tons of cargo into orbit, I believe. Uh, but it's expendable. It's use it and lose it. Uh, the rocket will be thrown away after every launch uh, into the ocean, and that's depending on who you ask. It's uh, you know in the upper hundreds of millions to over a billion dollars per launch, and uh, the Starship uh, vehicle is 
387 feet tall. Uh, it can put o- about 100 tons or a little over 100 tons into orbit, and it's fully reusable. Both the both the first stage and the second stage come back. They can refurbish it and launch it again. And the goal eventually is to be able to launch and land it multiple times in the same day for a launch cost, you know, in the low single-digit millions or even less than that uh, once they get all the kinks ironed out. I'm not sure how soon that'll be, but, um, you know, right out of the gate, it's hard to fathom it being more expensive than the space launch system at a billion dollars per flight. Yeah, and, and the plan is still there to fly by the end of the year. Uh, th- this first mission of the space launch system, and this will be uh, an uncrewed mission, but it sets the stage uh, for the next step, which would be to have crew on board. Yes, yes, and that's another race to actually to me that's a more interesting race than the, the Richard Branson versus uh, Jeff Bezos suborbital spaceflight race will be to see how the space launch system and the Starship come along in the next few months and and which one launches first. These these will both be uh, two of the most powerful. These will be the two most powerful rockets uh, ever built in the United States. So there was a Russian rocket uh, from the 1960s called the N1 that actually was more powerful, but it never made a successful launch. Um, so the, these are sort of Saturn V class rockets, uh, the rockets that took astronauts to the moon in the same league, and, and the United States potentially will have two of them launching by the end of the year. Pretty impressive. Okay. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, China stays very busy in space as well. Before we run out of time and let you go to bed, since you're in the Eastern time zone, staying up late with us. Uh, Stephen, tell us about uh, China, because they, they are more and more active. They they have a space station. They're sending astronauts into orbit. Uh, they, they are very busy, and this is important to the Chinese government. Yes, the Chinese space station um, is now in orbit. The Tiangong space station, uh, the, the core of that complex launched uh, back at the end of April. And the first crew to live on it launched uh, two weeks ago uh, in uh, mid-June. And they're now living up there, a three-man crew. They're going to be up there for three months. It'll be the longest space, uh, human space flight that China has ever, uh, ever, ever completed. And it's, uh, you know, it's a stepping stone for them as well. They are planning to build a base on the moon at some point, maybe in the 2030s, potentially in partnership with Russia, uh, which is currently one of NASA's main partners. But Russia, you know, in the, in the last few years has been making, uh, uh, you know, inroads in their partnership with China to take the next step in space flight at the moon. Um, but yeah, the, the space station is, uh, mind you, it's about a quarter or a fifth the size of the International Space Station, but it is very modern looking. I've seen pictures of it. China has published pictures of the space station. It uh, looks very, very high tech, very cutting edge. And uh, eventually they're going to add two more modules to it next year and be able to have astronauts stay uh, year round, uh, six months and six month increments uh, beginning next year. And uh, yep, that's, that's a big step for China. And in fact, they just completed their first spacewalk uh, outside the space station over the weekend two of the astronauts that are up there. And uh, that's one one thing to look at with China. The other thing to look at with China is they have uh, growing ambitions uh, going to other planets. They have a rover now on Mars. They have uh, uh, plans drawn up to send uh, probes to the outer solar system. And, uh, and, of course, the military aspect of their space program can't be overlooked either. They have, uh, uh, you know, they've launched more 
government military satellites this year than the United States. Um, it's hard to have much insight into the, their capabilities, but you can just tell by the volume of the stuff that they're putting up, the volume of the satellites they're putting up, that they do have uh, very, very um, ambitious plans. Yeah, absolutely. And I, as you pointed out, the moon and uh, Mars have to be on the drawing board uh, in uh the, the Chinese government plans for sure. Well, Stephen, thanks again for staying up late. Always good to visit with you. I enjoy uh, what you do at your website, spaceflightnow.com. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. All right. Stephen Clark joining us from Kennedy Space Center, where he is based. When we come back, we'll have headlines from the day in sports. The Stanley Cup final, not over. Montreal wins game four to send the series back to Florida. The NBA Finals get started on Tuesday night. Twins win 8-5, and a real tragedy in sport. A young goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets was killed in a terrible fireworks accident. Uh, Those stories and more coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.